Welcome, Anime Lily fans. How you guys doing? Legend of as always with the same the manga man down below. JB exclusive, the main host for C4's Villains. Every Friday night, that you guys should be watching. And we're here to do Shonen Roni episode one to discuss My Hero chapter 310 and Black Clover chapter 291 without Sam when he leaves us because you know we're just chopped liver out here, right, Sam? Sure, chopped liver, sure. Okay. Oh, in other ways, his excuses, you know, he's busy, but who knows, maybe by the end of the summer, by the end of the year, he will join us with Black Clover Greatness and have a discussion with us. We'll oh, see God, about that. So we will see how my, yeah, by then, we will discuss about Black Clover. But for those that don't know what Shonen, um, Shonen Ronin is, it's our new shot that the whole team discussed. Because as you may have heard from the main show, any podcast or anything like that, we want to also review Jujik in the future. We love talking about Kaiju no Ray and other set series. Phone weekly Shonen Jump, but we don't have that much time on a Sunday afternoon because that's usually with our partners, errands, and our daily lives. So instead of having five different streams where you guys get notifications of, we all came to the conclusion of having one stream and you guys will get the time codes, aka what you two call it, chapters, where you guys could jump to the section you guys want to hear, my hero section only, Black Clover section, or Kaiju, or JJK, or you could check out the whole stream yourself out. And for those that also like podcast platform as well, you could check out Shonen Ronin on the podcast feed as well. They'll be coming out on a Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. So definitely check that out and give us a podcast rating as well. And five stars was gladly appreciated. We'll be on the same pod bean as well, where the admin main show is. James, have and um, would you have any thoughts before we start with our main um, topic, aka My Hero? No, let's get into it. Sam, um, any last thoughts as well or jump to it as well? Uh, we will be doing some, we will have add some more uh, mangas later down the line for more episodes and probably have some guests joining us for those mangas specifically. In the future, or yep. All the other, everything else for sure for in the future. Hope you guys tune into those. And yeah, the podcasters will never miss out because we're going to have it on there. Yeah, so let's jump into it without the announcement further away. And also, um, if you guys want us to do other series, mash on the luck and everything like that, let us know what series you want us to cover in the future. Uh, Weekly Shonen Jump is on break, so you might get an episode two of Shonen Ronin depends on the uh, on, on the team's schedule. So let us know what series you guys want us to talk about in the comment section down below. Now let's jump into My Hero Academia Chapter 310 first. James, since as always is you and Ray, since you guys don't do the reaction with us, what did you think about that chapter? What's your overall thoughts? Yeah, I, I love this chapter, man. Like I felt like this chapter gave me just enough of what I needed to know, right? Like, I don't necessarily need the full backstory of the second and third users right at this moment, but it was good to just get a glimpse of what life was like for them during the reign of All for One in his heyday when everything was chaotic, right? Before All Might came in and make everything good again. So it was great to get a glimpse into that. And the beginning of this chapter is, I, I thought it was great as well, because Deku was instantly able to see someone that needed help instead of these other people that only saw something that they thought they needed to, to kill, essentially, right? So that's another great hero moment for Deku as a character. So we'll get into a lot of these moments um, when we get deeper into the review, but those were two, one, uh, two of the things that really stood out to me in this chapter. And I'm really pissed that I have to wait two weeks for the next <laughs> one because I'm so ready to get more of the story. Yeah, uh, this is perfectly well said. Let's go piece by piece of this entire chapter where it's, it's raining heavily. There's barely any power because from all the buildings are less like in 
Yet when you see when you don't know what you're seeing in the dark, you would think every tall figure is a monster. But you're in a world where everybody's like almost everybody has a quirk. They can actually look different and genetically different. But when they see the tall girl, they think it's a monster right away. And um, I, I, it feels like this is the kind of society that currently live in. And also, what we're living like based on what they look like, we basically that we see them as a threat and we want to like shoot them or like, attack them or kill them just that they feel like they're in danger, but really it's all running by fear at this very moment. And Deku, like the hero he is, saves the girl, the tall girl. She's not a monster. She's just as like, like our entire world looks different, but like not really a monster, not a figure. And this is what, this is what All For One did this entire world, like entire world in Japan where everybody's like, uh, attacking each other just because they look different or because they have certain quirks or they might be the jailbreakers or anything. It's all this chaos. It's literally bringing back the worst era ever to the era right now and trying to do like a neo worst gen worst era ever under the rule of all for one again. And Deku is in the, Deku is the difference maker in this moment. Yeah, I, I love seeing that parallel. I'm glad that you brought that up. Like just seeing like just seeing like how people are acting in the streets. They're so frantic. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And this is why having police, having the hero society in place is important because these people are the, are the ones that's supposed to be trained to be able to see the difference. Again, this was an innocent person that was almost killed, right? And then again, like watching just the little glimpse of what the second and third user talked about what their life was like. So I, I love seeing the parallels that we're almost back in an all-for-one state. So uh, again, man, Horikoshi is just a great writer. I love this journey that he's taking us on. I love how we see yeah. um I love how we see the details of the characters all for one and what he has done. Like we always have spoken about within the past year, like us asking like what was it when we first found out about my hero when we when all my first spoke about the dark age of all for one like realm like of him being the king of like of him being a demon lord we like we always wonder how was that not knowing that the second and third user was part of that realm part of that sad world like being technically being governed by him so i'm really curious to know more backstories of these characters and to see the 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 danger of Orphal One and who he was is insane. Like, so I'm really excited to see what more backstory we find about these in these characters and to know how they felt in this chapter. To know that, like, hey, we have to put all this faith in Deku because this boy wants to save the user. So, like, they feel like not that they feel bad, but like they feel that that's a lot of weight on his shoulder as well. I feel like, no, definitely, yeah, it's a huge weight uh, on Deku's shoulder. Because we're bring, we're in the perspective of all the citizens, the victims that literally had no idea of this entire danger. They never lived throughout that era. Like most of these are like never lived in that age of the worst age ever during the all for one reign. And now we have the perspective of these citizens are being endangered. They're panicking. They have no idea. It's real. It's this real legit stuff that can actually that actually can happen when we don't. We have never faced this kind of pandemic. Or danger that's ever happened in this entire world. Everybody's are scared. They're willing to attack each other. They they have no sense of order or calm or any direction that's going into. They end up going frantic and crazy. And he, although like these uh, 
citizens that decides to pick up the weapons to try to see defending themselves. They're not seeing that you are putting other your own lives in danger as well as victims that have nothing to do with criminals who are just innocent bystanders. That's again, for her perspective, I just got lost. I was just slow to evacuate. I seeing people getting injured left and right and I just couldn't do anything. I'd rather just stay underneath hid and then escape when everything's quiet I, again. That's I, it's real I felt, stuff. I felt so bad because that reminded me a lot of our a lot of I was splinter because uh uh because he is a guy that has a gecko quirk and he got bullied in high school just because of the way he looks and everything and that's why he joined the league. Because not because he's a really a bad guy. Also because he was inspired by our boy Stain, but also because he was bullied by the way he like, you know, got judged, the way he looked. So to actually see the way people judge this woman who wasn't really doing anything bad to them. She was just trying to look for shelter. And she all, all she did was to Deku, like, hey, I was just trying to go to a shelter. That's why I'm here getting attacked, just because of the way she looks. And those people was judging her, like, oh, we're here this creature, you know, it's ugly and everything. I'm like, yeah, overdoing it. Like, yeah, judging a person. Yeah, I really use a discrimination just by the way she looks. And that's why the hero course and the hero society is, is so important in my eyes anyway. Um, I love, uh, just to piggyback off of that, what Pedro is saying in chat right now, like how uh, Deku makes her feel calm. Mm -hmm. He literally puts an umbrella over her to make her, Ooh, feel, to make her feel safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's such an important thing as a hero. And Jumping back to the second and third user, I do think they are concerned about Deku. But the other thing is, like they mentioned, they lived through the worst era of all for one, where it was kill or, or be killed. Be there was no gray area. It was kill or be killed, period. So for them to listen to this kid, they find him naive in the beginning because he thinks that he can save this person attached to this ultimate evil, right? So, and We'll get to that at the end, but they've obviously come around on Deku. And just like the first user said, that's why you guys are here. You do believe in him in some way, right? So why are you making it so difficult for him right now? So I love the duality of that. They are concerned, but for multiple reasons. Will he, they're concerned that he might not be able to do what's necessary, but they also have to realize that they have to help him if he's going to stand any chance against all for one, which is the point of one for all. I do want to yeah, add to what you're saying about, um, about the umbrella. The umbrella was really so wholesome. Like while me and Sam were just reacting to it, I felt like, she, like she, it was so she wholesome. Was she lost the umbrella in the first place. Um, and to know, cause, like, cause and showing how tall she is as well. She lost the umbrella. That too, both. Yeah, like Deku was literally everywhere, everywhere and everything, and tried to keep everything calm as a hero. Be like, stop the fight. She's innocent. She's not a threat. Picks up a number, calms her down. Like everything will go back to normal eventually, as long as I'm here. I'm gonna make it happen that everything goes back to normal. That's but, what a real hero does. Assure the assure the people, saying it's gonna be okay because I'm gonna make the difference of what's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm the change. That's what's gonna happen. And. What you guys need to do is calm down, find a safe place, get together, and like literally let the heroes do their job because this is now the huge difference makers of who's, which heroes are left, who's still around, who's still protecting citizens, and especially at this time at night where no power, heavy rain, a hero does not stop working, even with a rainy day. He, you, a hero will just keep moving forward to help protect the citizens, Stop the uh, uh, stop the vigilantism, 
that's what I'm, I'm calling vigilantism of citizens holding, uh, holding up weapons to fight and try to defend themselves. And oh, yeah, them for now. sure. Yeah, but for me, but for me, what I was gonna add and what I what I was gonna transition into about her being tall and everything and knowing that of a deck had to jump so high to kind of defend like a water attack or something against her. And what James mm -hmm. mentioned in the group chest to know how did he deflect that? Because all we know, um, so James, what do you want to talk about your theory about that? Yeah, so when so I didn't notice it the first time, I read the chapter like three times. And on the second, the second time that I saw it, I was like, I think the Deku might have displayed a new quirk in this. Because when the blast happens, you can see it's almost like the blast hit a wall, right? And then the energy dissipates around Deku. So it's almost like he has an invisible aura that's acting as a shield surrounding his entire body. That's what I think. So that could be one of the quirks from either the second or the third user right so again that's that's just a theory that i have that's just what i think because it's just the way that it stops inches away from him and then the energy just dissipates around his body so it's like it's like there's an aura surrounding him so that's what i think i i could be reading into it but i'm very curious to see like if that's the case in future chapters i thought it was because of Deku's air pressure because he was moving so very fast and like he was willing to take the bullet in a way but even though it's like a whole water bullet it won't really necessarily hurt him but the aura is the air pressure from the, um, the shoot style that's all around Deku and it's like moving direction upward or at least moving the waters else elsewhere yeah and potentially like, yeah and, uh, and technically Deku doesn't have full control of movement onto his fast movement because you see him literally had to swing himself from the lights. I think it was right. a light pole and literally swing him back. Wait, calm down. Just to be like the whole ricochet going back, like doesn't have fully control. So it definitely has to be the wind and the air pressure from the shoot style movement that blocked the bullet. Yeah. But I don't I'm, know. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's a, it's an invisible like aura shield around him, man. Like that's what I'm that... Again, like I, I see where you're coming from, Sam, but it's just mm -hmm. like with, with it being air pressure, I don't see how that would stop the blast. Like, because when when the blast impacts, yeah. it's flat, right? Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. air pressure would do that. So I'm thinking it's a shield, but I mean, I'm not ruling it out, right? It's definitely possible. Yeah, like there's something literally like outside, something that stopped the movement of that water just so that misdirection, that sort of thing. Yeah, the the impact is completely flat, and it's like it's like the the energy is going around something, but I don't know. For me, we'll I see it. Out, I, hopefully, we find out by next two weeks. For me, I see it as a possibility because we don't know if it could be the second or third user of what it is. So, it definitely could be either or. So, I would like about the Invincible Shield because that was one of our theories um, a couple of months back when Ray and us spoke about that he should have like a some, some type of defense quirk. So, if it's like Invincible Shield, around yeah, his body yeah, or around the air that, so yeah. that'd mm -hmm. be pretty different but similar to what we spoke about so if he had like a little smoke screen but also some type of invincible shield that'd be pretty useful for him in attacks where it comes from left and right where he can't really block it but the shield could block him for him so that'd be that will be pretty useful as hell denzel i see where i see where you're coming from but i feel like a speed quirk would be useless right because with with all with all for one the strength and speed that he already has He's already fast enough. He doesn't need a speed quirk mm -hmm. to make him even faster. I mean, 
um, there was a moment um, where uh, the first Nomu attacked attacked UA, right? Deku like moves so fast towards All Might that no one even saw him move, right? So he's fast enough with his physical strength that's already built in to one for all. So I don't see how a speed quirk would be useful, right? But I mean, I don't know. I mean, and plus Deku, to add to that, like I've mentioned before, Deku had a hard had a hard time moving when he was like so going so fast, or else he would have not grabbed onto that pole and swing himself back to the other side. Uh, sorry, Still a Bash, work in progress. That's you were saying. I was gonna say that it could on like with people also forget that he also has full counting. He is already faster than Gran Torino, so like he doesn't really need he doesn't really need a speed quirk. So I don't think it's useful. So if we want to talk about possibilities, so we know. We know about the second user, and from what we saw uh, within the next, um, within the second half of the chapter, we see the second user having a scar on his face, and we see having two gauntlets on his uh, on his arms. And in the flashback, mm -hmm. when he went to protect the first of uh, the first user, the brother, we see him having one gauntlet on his hand. And my assumption, and my theory with Sam when we did the reaction, is that he could have something like our boy Oyama. Like the ray, but instead of raising the stomach, it's raised um inside his um inside his gauntlets, but similar oh, to a Bakugo um um sweat quirk, but instead of throwing his some type of explosion, yeah. it's more like it's more like some type of laser cannons from your um hands and everything like that. Yeah, that's what me. I, I will say about. the gauntlet is definitely, yeah, it's definitely designed to focus a beam of some kind. So it'll be interesting to see what that is, right? Yeah, so like that'd be like, interesting. Like that's what me and Sam talk about it. Like it's a really good tool to have because when with what Deku has in his arsenal, if you think of it all as two, like the black black whip is the ropes. Um, his uh, sen uh danger sense is the walkie-talkie. The float is the jetpack. Uh, the smoke is the smoke is the like smoke grenade. I'm thinking like all the mat all the weaponry tools and stuff a soldier would usually have. Um, that's why I'm thinking like. Maybe uh, James, you might be right with some kind of like a shield or like a riot shield or something invisible aura that comes from the third quirk, uh, quirk user, and the second user is something that has to do with shooting projectiles like like a gun or like a laser, anything that has to do with like a full-on arsenal of tools. That's what how I feel. Or else, it could also work as a grenade, regular grenade explosive too, because people still say it's Bakugo, but it's just a lookalike. That's what we feel like. It's it, just a look-alike. It, look -alike. Can't be. it for can't those, be him. For, for those this that still think it's Bakugo, throw that shit out the window. Yeah, it's, it's already it's someone that's a full adult that lived in the that lived in the past where all for one was ruling that time. It's yes. not him. It's like, not. <laughs> and like you and like it literally, if if you throw Bakugo back in that time, that means you you're willing to let you will be okay with Bakugo killing people. Especially in this age where James just said it's kill or be killed. You want back like this is an age where people have to kill or else they die. And yeah, it's not like that's not something and I mean that's not like um I was gonna say that would mean that would mean that Bakugo grew up, went back in time, faced all for one, and then died. And they like to be a part of one for all. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense. And like they're trying to say, they're trying to defend it, saying, "Oh, in order to strike back against all for one's control, he gathered allies and fought." And like uh, anybody can literally gather allies and, then, and fight. And then that would also have to mean that Deku gave him the quirk. 
with yes. the knowledge that we know now, passing one for all to someone that has a quirk would only kill them. He would not kill his friend. Mm -hmm. He would not put anyone that he cares about or anyone in that type of danger. So there's so many things that cancels out that theory. It's weird because once me and Sam was done with the reaction, and then when Sam was searching up for thumbnail, he told me that he kept looking for people saying, sorry, uh, he kept seeing people saying, oh, that's Baco, oh, that's Baco. I'm so like, motherfuckers, are y'all blind? <laughs> that ain't fucking Baco. Stop saying that some stupid wilding shit. That ain't him. It's like, it's just, like, that's how he tells you that the fandom is really real with the My Hero Academia community. Because, like, they tried to defend the scar, the same scar that Deku had when he goes in full cow mode. I was like, wait, wait now, you, now you're throwing off the park right there. It's just, let the pat let a different person let Horikoshi write a different character. It's fine. We know he can write characters really well, and I'm pretty and I'm pretty sure we would love a whole side story of the time and era of during All for One's reign. And we have oh, that would be like amazing. A different team of rebellion or like a resistance group that was going against All for One, and because we got it from here, they literally said like he had to gallop gather allies to fight against all for one's control because they eventually find out that his whole our leader was misgiving about the future like his whole brain control of convincing people they had to they event there are some people who eventually have to find out like yo this is this is a con this is a scam because because of his misleading words and manipulation that's can do that's how con mans are work they make you they say certain things to convince you to join their side and eventually like when they say one or two wrong things you start thinking otherwise where like something's not adding up, something's definitely wrong. And there has to be a whole like a change side change during within all for one's reign. There has to be some kind of resistance within the place because they have to feel like they've been tricked. They've the whole entire con this whole entire time. We need to get rid of the threat or else like you give a madman a crazy dictator hmm. ruling this entire world and we can't allow that to happen yeah. i do i do want to go back to the conversation to come about the quirks of what you guys could think about the second or third user uh, because there's also speed said bone bone projectiles what do you guys think about that that would be interesting does that mean that you get to broke girl go back uh -uh. to fix deku's broken bones and all that stuff <laughs> I, I hope not. That would be Unless funny. That would be a great comedy like for it. X-Men spikes kind of thing. <laughs> like, like, nah. It would, it would be interesting. The only pushback that I would give is that Deku already has uh, a technique that he can use for projectiles because he can yeah. use the air pressure cannon. So he already mm -hmm. has, like, a projectile type. But, I mean, it doesn't mean that he can't have more than one. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So either way it goes, I would be very interested. They all say like, like use them. We're not like a whole all in one powered quirk. We're all just this cool and nice necessary tools you can have where it works better all together while you're thinking. That's why like I don't think it's something that has to be really huge or giant or like a big blast kind of thing. It's better to be as a tool for Deku to use to help them think of another way to where you can combine two or three of the other quirks together to help with the situation that comes with it. So, I'm just curious I, I, to know. I mean, I'm just curious to know how is Deku gonna use the quirk because we don't know that for this guy second user, we don't know that if those gauntlets that he has in his hands, that if it improves or enhances his quirk. So does Deku needs to get gauntlets for himself as well? 
or with or with the quirk being passed down for six, seven generations now, does he not need the um, those type of gauntlets for himself? So I'm really curious to know how is it going to work for Deku um, after six, seven type of generations passed now. So I'm really curious to see that. That's also true. Yeah, definitely. That's also true. Like, it might, yeah. if, if it literally is some kind of projectile thing, like with Bakugo and his gauntlet arm, wouldn't Deku need some kind of like the gauntlet That's arm? That's what I'm saying. Like, like maybe now he might not need it no day. more because it's been passed down. So, and with, I'm really curious now with the third users now, we don't know much about it because all they said is that it was interesting this line that with the second user with the scar said because in our battle with victory men life and defeat men death mm -hmm. and now you tell us and now you tell us to devote our efforts to one who wants to save our mortal enemy avoid holding on to such a ridiculous type of delusion and i love the response they tell like a delusion a delusion such sad way to see it then tell me this why on that day knowing the full well of my ties to our mortal enemy did you reach out to me? So I love that type of conversation. I asking like, if you don't have that much faith in him, why did he have faith in me to reach out to me and help me out? So I really love that. I really love that type of parallel and conversation because to know. Because he saw someone that needed saving. And that's what I was going to yeah, bring up. Like all, the, all the users have to at least have that moment where like he needed saving. I need to save him. Even if it's like with themselves, with tying together with the one for all quirk, it's still that hope of he needed saving. That what brought them all together and it caught within this action of domino effects. And that's what um, Yoichi tried to bring up for the second user. It'd be like, it was also thanks to your help on that spatter. Like, we could have not been this, we could have not been here today without you lending your help to help me. Even though, like, I'm your, I'm your mortal enemy's brother, where you could have just, like, he, he could have used me as hostage. You could have used me as a threat. You could have used me, if anything, to take down all for, uh, all for one. But instead, you chose to help me into this. I love that. Arc. Because it Dude, reminds me. I love that. Like, what, 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 what I was going to say is just it reminds me uh, about Deku and Bakugo. So it really is beautiful of how Deku said, you look like you, you, you need to save me. And Bakugo said that too. And most recently. So I love that. Like, it's literally parallel. And I assume that's what Albert Denzel is trying to compare as well. That how Deku and Bakugo is compared to the first and to the second user of how they both needed saving or the, how they both needed, like, why did you reach out to me? So I love that very beautiful. James? I was going to say the exact same thing, but I was just going to go one further. It's, it's more of like the parallel between them two and then the parallel between Deku and Shigaraki as well. Because like, like Sam said, like, he could have he could have seen um, all for one's brother as leverage, find a way to use him to get to all for one. But he didn't think about that first. He saw someone that needed saving and he saved him. So that's exactly what Deku is doing. He can see that Shigaraki is very much influenced by all for one, but he can't help that he sees someone that needs to be saved. So he have to at least try and see where it goes. So I love yeah. it, man. It, it is great. The parallel is great and the message is great because you could tell it's a little bit before he got that scar in his face. And even though he said himself, like, in the world where it's kill or be killed, why did it, I choose to save? And it, I think that's a very powerful message because, like, instead of just killing everything that's in front of you in, in fear of, like, danger and fear of being killed, you saw an innocent bystander and you decide to do something to help them instead of, like, using it for your own fears and your greater good. You find hope instead of continuing on with your own fear. Powerful message. Very. Um, and I love, 
And I love and the yeah, last two. I like love the it. last two panels. Is listen up, boy. Things are bound to move more quickly from here and out. And I love how throughout the whole flashback, my boy was eating. He's like, I I gotta put this whole food in my mouth because I, you know, I gotta go eat and everything. But I love how the last panel literally has the whole smoke screen in the back of how every single user is literally right there. So that's so beautiful and very impactful to show that each user is now I took supporting a Deco. Immediately. I can't wait to see somebody do some coloring for this because this will be the next update I have for my phone. Because the current one I have with Deco and everything. Let me see if I can show it on my phone. Because I can't wait of, to see it. What, what, the, the birth the birth of one for all was truly when you lend a hand to me. That was actually powerful. That's the oh, one I have amazing. right now. So I just can't wait to see the next panel to see that drawn. Like that would be beautiful. So the doubt like that's amazing to see throughout the whole flashback our boy Deco's eating. And definitely from what's on the chat, all might is Deco's Alfred. Because with that Batmobile and everything, he's definitely, yeah, definitely. um he, he definitely is definitely was. Deco's Alfred. <laughs> It's like, hey, Ma Master Deku, like, what happened? What's going on? Can you take it to a other? Okay, sure. Here's your lunch. But here's by your the food. Because Alfred, <laughs> Alfred does all of it. Like, the whole, like, in case, like, you need a ride or, like, you need food or anything. I got you. Yeah, he has done so, it. So like... I'm with Ray on this. I, I definitely think that Horikoshi in that last panel is telling us that he's switching to the villains because he has now announced that Deku has now, like, has the full backup of all eight predecessors. Mm -hmm. So now I, I feel that, like yeah. it would be the perfect time to switch to all for one and Shigaraki and see what's going on with them. If not all mm. uh, Shigaraki and all for one, maybe with Toga or with, because uh, we haven't seen her in like even way before this, before the whole yeah. Deku left everything. Like was, we, ha we have no idea what she's doing. And huh. um, with, uh, I forgot the, uh, Forgot his name. He was also the jailbreaker too. Uh, uh, the guy who got out and went after her sword. Uh, Toga Splinter Spinner's uh, uh, motivation uh, motivational person. Stain. Stain. Stain thank you. Because oh. we never seen Stain either. <laughs> it's been a long we... time since we've seen Stain as well. So I think what well, James and Ray is definitely right about that because we will probably see Stain next and the other villains. And we haven't seen Chiraki since I think like, since 302 or 301 around there. So it's been a while. So we need to definitely catch up. And I think Ray is right about that random money that we'll see that transition to see. Because like, this is a great send off to go switch to the villain side perspective or back to the UA to see what Bakugo and, and them are doing. So this is a great uh, you know, panel off to right, show right. the other side of the other side of the whole flip coin of what they're doing. So I hope to see what they're doing. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah, it's definitely nice to see like Deku now has access. We know for a fact that he now has access to all of the powers within One for All. That that was exactly what that last panel was telling us. And I feel like this is the perfect time for a switch. Wherever it goes, I'll be happy. If we get more Shoto, that'll be great. If we get more Stain, that'll be great. If we can check in with Shigaraki because at this point we know at least like a couple weeks to maybe a month or two has passed since Deku has woken up so I would love to see like to see like what all for one's influence has been on Shigaraki has he been able to take over more of the consciousness space how has Shigaraki been fighting back these are all things that I want to know so wherever it switches just give it to me for me what I would like to see the more like the two things I want to see is Dabi and Stain um and definitely uh what the chat just said is our boy is our boy Chisaki. 
I want to see what he's doing right now since he technically has no arms and everything. Like, I want to know what his next moves. So I'm really curious to know what is the next. I don't care. I don't care either. I yeah, know I that really you don't, don't care, care but I'm curious to know that he's going to be a key moment for this arc or is he just going to be referenced and that's it. So it's going to be off panel. But the most two, like I said, Stain and Dobby, I want to see what they're doing because I know Shigaraki and Alpha One needs to continue regenerating, I guess. We don't know how long or how much time has passed for him to heal. Is he fully done? So I'd like to see that. But more I'm curious to know about Dobby because we know about Endeavor trying to get back his son and everything. Maybe Shoto's training. So I'm curious to know how that's going to evolve. So I definitely want to see more about Dobby and um, Stain himself because Stain is not really more on the villain side. So I'm curious to know if Stain is also going to be working with them or um, is Stain going to be involved with them. So I really want to see what he's doing in his perspective. Uh, what Pedro says, like we can also switch to the school where All Might's bringing the girl and the classmates and stuff because did mention they are a few. They need backup. They are only a few people. They're only a few heroes in the field in the front lines. They kind of need backup from the classmates, the students, or the other people to help, like to help battle out the other jailbreakers that's released or other criminals and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like with the classmates and stuff, Bakugo is like the one in charge of trying to gathering all the allies and people together and the heroes that they can put out front to help support Deku in the end. Because Stain is on Stain's side. Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Stain, um, Stain is really nobody's side. Stain. But Eerie, I don't know. I don't, know if I don't see that. I do not see that. I, I would know. love that. If that happened, I would love it. Because, I mean, the point of being a hero is rising above. The point is not to sink to the level of your oppressors, right? Mm -hmm. So for her to be the bigger person and to heal him, healing him doesn't mean that he gets out of prison. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But to show but to put that that goodwill forward, I feel like that would be great for her as a hero in the future. I would love that. And also for it's, a character uh, to understand that you cannot let your past, you know, chain or you know, handcuff you to your past. I think that's something that also Albert Miro that hope and support her to go with the decision as well to bring back his arm. So I think that's also a possibility for him as well. So with what you said, James, I do agree I it's possible. See... I mean, if we're gonna, if, since Horikoshi is so great with parallels and stuff, I can literally see a point where Chisaki is by himself, no arms. He's in like he feels like a whole victim himself, like a whole like helpless person. But Eri is the one that finds him, and like that the one that actually like brings him up instead of like keeping him keeping him down like he did to her, in that sort of way. And that's why she would bring back his arms, and. In that point of view, Chisaki choose to like help uh, wake up his father, like reverse the mistakes that he's done with, with his corp and that sort of thing. I could definitely see it that way. Because it's literally like not forgiving your not forgiving the person who does this to you, but it's more like rise above, rise above him, better than you ever did to me. Not, I didn't want to do this to get That's revenge. I want to get redemp. It's more about redemption and forgiveness for myself, not for you. Chat is saying, also it was said in two chapters ago that Japan went into lockdown. So did international heroes come in or what? Um, did Japan did go into lockdown. And from what we know, there's we don't have no confirmation that support did arrive before the lockdown. So at the moment, within the lockdown already, maybe nobody got in and got out. But we don't know if anybody got in before the lockdown. So there was no confirmation about that. We hope some did. We hope we saw some heroes internationally like... Captain Celebrity and other heroes, we hope that you know could come in, but we have no confirmation for that, guys. Your thoughts? 
I would say like some jailbreaker stuff, like, you know, it's all fun and games and all to cause havoc within Japan. But in case something really happens where the heroes comes back and take us back into jail, I'd rather escape somewhere else in a different country. And that's where you see the international heroes that's literally bordering around Japan, stopping any jailbreakers that try to escape outside of it. This is what I can actually see. Especially when like quarks can like touch within water. I don't like, they have, they could do some kind of water quark where they can actually escape over or whole jetpack kind of thing. Like, anything can happen really. It's just containing the, containing Japan is worse than everybody, everybody going into Japan and sp spread some, spread a disease or contagions to them or anything afterwards. Yeah. If, if anything, um, like you were saying, Sam, but kind of, I guess I would kind of prefer to see them like any, like heroes from America guarding like the borders and stuff. Mm -hmm because I want the heroes of Japan to fix their own problem, right? And that's that's what Deku is on a mission doing right now. He's trying to clean up the mess that All for One started. So I, I want all of that stuff to stay in-house. But of course, I mean, would it be interesting if some heroes from the Japan tried to get to the States and then we get to see one of the heroes from the States stop them? That would mm -hmm. be really cool. Yep. They'd be like, hey, I found one of your guys over here escaping to our country. It was like, um, I'm bringing him back for because he has better jurisdiction over there instead of here and that sort of thing. That brings in the whole entire like my hero world's politics. Everybody has their own different stuff, different tactics of different ways of handling criminals because that's usually how we do it. Like if we have a criminal that's from a different state, we're going to send you into that state and not prosecute in our side unless they did a crime in our state. I could definitely see like the, the crime was being made in Japan and he's in our states. We're going to fly you back. We're going to deport you to Japan so that you can face trial and justice in that system instead. And that's justice. That's real. And um, plus, Jordan, as much as I would love to support this, um, Overhaul has no chance against the new Demon King, um, Shiraki slash or for one. He, um, Overhaul, will get fought it even if he has his quirk still in his hand. He will have no chance against Shigaraki. No, I was just gonna say, like, could you imagine if Shigaraki got like, um, got like overhauls quirk? That was, I mean, he's already super OP. He doesn't need it. It's which, already could you similar. imagine how it's, dangerous. It's, it's oh already too similar in a way, and I think Shigaraki would rather destroy than rather to like rebuild and recreate into his own place anyway. It's like destroy only. Yeah. Never don't yeah. care about bringing it back because with Chisaki's quirk, he can literally like reform and bring it back. Just oh yeah, in a more nastier kind of way in that situation. Which is why, like, I think if, if you bring back Chisaki's arms back, all he he's gonna really have to try to fix things and heal things, but let alone to destroy things and like turn things into goop or turn them into like tire or reshape them that sort of thing. I think that's how you reform Chisaki. Don't don't make him go back into the age where he's disfiguring people. He's cutting up people and like to cause a threat bring it back bring it back to the way it is and like if you don't follow me i'm gonna keep doing this over and over again like that's not a way to change someone that's bringing them back to the way to before to reform them is for a way to help make them see their mistakes and fix everything and i think eerie is the person that has to like try to lead them to that direction to redeem yourself to reform yourself fix people use your quirk to fix people and um, Chad, also, um, yeah. um, what Ray is saying, we truly support because um, we get it that Overhaul could touch uh, Shiraki and do something, but at the same time, while Overhaul touched Shiraki, Shiraki can return that to Overhaul 
and decay him, take his quirk, literally do the same thing return. So it's literally a vice versa. But technically, Shidoraki at this moment has 25 quirks more that could use against Overhaul. So technically, Overhaul still would get chapped. And like, literally, no cap. Like, yeah, I he mean, would lose. All, all for one isn't dumb. He knows how to use his quirks, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, whatever quirk he used against, like, the it's like the black and red, like, spike things that he shoots out of his fingers. He could shoot those into into um, Overhaul's limbs to keep him still, touch him, and steal his quirk. Like, Overhaul would not even get the chance to touch all for one. So as cool as his, like, transmutation-type quirk is, against all for one, he would be nothing. <laughs> it's like, if we, if we can recall, like, uh, all for one's decay quirk is not just about touching you anymore. It's literally, if I touch the ground and that rather decay that touches you, you're going to decay right. as well. That's Whereas true, yeah. Shizaki, he needs to touch. He needs to touch like a whole living matter itself. He needs to literally have to touch him. So it's already a fair unbalanced difference of what they can go against each other. That's why I said Shizaki should just like heal and fix people, especially when uh, if we recall, one of his arm is an orb. If I'm mistake, from um, because what they cut off one, cut off one, decayed it, cut off the other one, cut it into the orb marble from um, Mystic. Yeah, I think it's Mystic. Yeah, I think since they already have Mystic under arrest or like have them like hold on to, they can yeah, like have that as well. Like, just literally like, yo, what's this orb for? And I'm like, oh shit, it's a living arm. It's a whole arm or some stuff, and it's just see recognize it as Chazaki. It could instead be as just well. Literally having Eri to, instead of having Eri to literally replace two arms, just try to attach one and then bring back the other one. Save some quirk. Again, overall, it could go either or on how Eri or he could get prosthetic arms or robot arms. We still have no idea. And like the team have said, like, do we even care? I bet you asking, will he play a key moment for this war? Will we rather see staying, dabbing other characters as said? We want to see more about. Maybe we go switch up to uh, to the panel and story of Bakugo and their perspective. Shoto, like, is this guy training? Because my guy needs to train if he wants to fight his brother, Dabi, or, or a.k.a. Toya. Because Shoto, you're technically right now, like, the weakest out of the trio right now. So you technically need to level up, step up. So I would definitely like to see what Shoto can do and bring to the table. How can he do a little mix of his fire and ice quirk? Uh, yes, Mr. Compressor is a real G, by the way. He is a real G. He took a whole chunk of his whole sides just so everybody else oh, can yeah. escape. So, yes, he's that's like, what. He's, most likely, he'll still he'll still be alive, though. Imagine all for uh, one taking Eris Kirk and then splitting um, one for into separate people again. <laughs> that would be so OP as hell. That Definitely would be broken so as interesting, but I don't want it. I don't want it to happen. That would be so interesting for the story but i would i want to see that in like an alternate timeline i, I don't want that in like the main thing like it, I, I think it's so broken i think and it'd like, be very dangerous because does all for one know about airy is another story i'm because sure he does he knows of it Shisaki but he probably has no interest he probably has no interest in her as well because at the same time he's the type of person that rather have certain interest in certain quirks he doesn't care about every single quirk out there he just likes the ones that are useful for him. Or just he, anybody that he can manipulate and use to control for him, to do order stuff that he wants to do, like during his dark ages. Because if we were, because like in the anime, in the manga, 
much early on. He says, like, see, I didn't have to command them or do anything. They just did, went and did it. They just went in there and destroyed my enemies. Like, I, when I didn't have to give them the word or anything. I'm, they just choose to be a follower of, follower of me. I manipulated them, but I'm their ruler and I'm their king. That's how they see it. And also to add, uh, from what we spoke about earlier, um, I was rereading what you guys were talking about as well. I just want to see what, because I feel like the second, third user don't feel like heroes. Because in the panel of page 12, he said, I implore you, my heroes. Both of them said that, 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 like, both of them had nothing to respond to that. Like, I feel like both the second, third user don't see themselves the whole, the as whole heroes. Yeah, like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like both of them still don't see themselves as heroes. Because the, um, the following six user say, hey, kiddo, forget about them. How about you catch on some other quirks in the meantime and you do some training? And then after that, um, I believe the third user finally spoke saying, we lived through the hardship era. So I really can't wait to see what the second and third user has gone through, why they feel it's, like they are not heroes or what they feel like they're not suited for them to believe to support Deku. Like they support Deku, but right now I feel like they have such trauma, PTSD that has gone through this. So I feel like that's very tough. And I can't wait to see this flashback more in depth to see what they've gone through. Like that scar across his face, of a second user, that's like a deep scar where it literally doesn't look like it healed very well. So I'm really curious to know how he got that because when he first met the first user, he has a clean face. And now to know that when he became the second user, like what did he go through to fight off for one? Like what did he, like what type of hell for him to feel like he doesn't feel like a hero? What is it that made him become like this? Um, Can't wait to see that. So how I would defend that part is during that dark age, when it was a kill or be killed. Honestly, it's no different from anti-heroes because like where a hero, they, they choose not, they can't kill. They would rather not kill, but try to at least capture or save whoever they can. From during that dark age, I feel like even if they could have saved these people, they decide to kill them because like it was a life where it's kill or be killed and you don't know who you can trust. And you all you really wanted to do was take out the head, which is, all for one so it's more of an anti-hero kind of story where they could yeah they were kind of heroes because they try to get rid of the threat by killing them but they never came to the point where can we change them can we help them instead of just killing them this was the whole pre-age where we have to kill them before they like kill us instead of like why don't we just help them see what happens and like they can join our side maybe they can be a more ally than us just i mean that's that that was wartime sam right like it's to me it's a little bit different i don't see them as anti-heroes at all they're heroes they just did what they had to do like vash Mm -hmm. said like i was going to say the same thing like the reason why they don't necessarily see themselves as heroes is because of their ptsd like they had to do some really really ugly shit in order to keep all for one at bay and to keep one for all going right like even captain america in the comics when he was in world war ii he had to do the him and the howling commandos had to do some ugly shit you know what i mean like it is what it is because it's war right and war is ugly war isn't fair so it's just like that's just what they're going through and i think that's really interesting and i can't wait to get more of it sure but we actually definitely know we can tell like the second and third user were at least there at the same time back to back from each other like they both like their own like vice well, captain, re- captain well, re- well remember like they believe they probably were like 
10 years apart or maybe they were friends on that time and then like probably a couple years of age gap so like hey i'm i'm gonna probably die soon here take this quirk so you could be the third user and chris whether even heroes during that time yes but you have to understand that there was a time of um all for one already being being a tyranny and to, um, um yeah. to give the example to what james said is that there was like Imagine like Star Wars, there is a giant big emperor, aka all for one, but there's a rebellious side that wants to take out the empire. This is where they're like, there's heroes, but the heroes were so small and the fraction and the amount of work they did seemed like they were not doing much. So like, it's a struggle of trying to push and push and hopefully look like they finally did something. And after many years later, after the um, fourth year or fifth year, they finally put all for one down, not fully down, for the, but he went underground and everything, so that's where we are now. But now he's starting to get back into power because now he has like a new body and everything. You know that's what's going on, right? Even though they they feel like they want to save our mortal enemy, technically the mortal enemy is one for all, not Shigaraki himself. Even though Shigaraki and one for all kind of fused and mixed together, what Deku wants to save is Shigaraki himself, not all for one. That's why I, I feel like that too. And even though like they feel like Deku's decision is ridiculous, childish even, but even the most ridiculous and childish reason is not a delusion if you can make it happen. You just need to see in action for it to change, for the future can see where this is not a ridiculous notion no more. This is not a uh, rebellion, uh, easy rebellion, it's just a child rebelling this home parent. This is a real revolution where okay there's hope this i can see the new hope of this revolution that's happening we've had this the declaration of independence was like this we the whole entire we i'm serious it's literally like the u.s rebelling the british we no longer want to be a part of you we want to be our own country kind of thing we live we live this history it's it's happened it's real <laughs> and range just to add if if our boy or for one if he did us as a starship type of destroyer then i'll be like all right cool Hori, what the hell are you doing here? Because this just became a full on, literally, your pop culture that you love of American comics, literally, Star Wars and the Ally. Cool. Where the fuck did he get Star Destroy now? <laughs> That'll be crazy. That'll the doctor be was working on it. He's also an engineer and he was working on it the whole time. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I just had it ready. My satellite? <laughs> oh, my satellite up there? Satellite? You thought that was a moon? It was actually my Star Destroyer. That's my spaceship. <laughs> Yeah, you see how much money I have to pull up just to make that thing so I can shoot like a giant laser at you? Yeah, $400 million. <laughs> oh, just for a nosebleed. Just for a nosebleed. <laughs> um, any last thoughts about my hero? Any last comments or questions? Guys, find on chat if you have any last questions before we move on to Black Hole because I think we're covering everything and plus theories. So, panel, any last thoughts about uh, my hero? Any last theories you guys have thought in your head? I want some tonkatsu. <laughs> I, I do. Want, I, I, want, I, I want some lunch. I have been in the mood for some sushi. So eating, I'm um, seeing our uh, deck in a nice little, small, nice little bento box. I'm like, damn, I kind of want a bento box myself. But yeah, damn. James? Yeah, I, I thought this was a great chapter, man. Like I, I, like I said in the beginning, I got just enough backstory from the second and third user for me to feel happy going forward of course mm -hmm. i would like to get more later on yes. but for right now this was enough information 
the last panel tells us definitively that he now has the backing of all eight predecessors and he will eventually be using one for all at full power at a hundred percent. And I can't wait to see what those two quirks are like indefinitely, like exactly what those two quirks are going to be. Oh, uh, last quick um, chat um, comments was all my best Uber Eats out there, which is which that was a pretty funny one. Pedro, Facts, bro, Facts. I've given up on Deku's dad. All my is a menstrual for hey, have you not seen Guardian of the Galaxy 2? Even though some people could say it's a fair movie, this does like movie, <clears throat> okay, James and Earthy. But that quote about our, our, our boy Hondo and Earthy telling him, like, he may be your dad, but I, he ain't your father. So, hey, you know. We don't know what the fuck is Deku's actual dad, but Oma has been doing a, has been doing a awesome job to be a father for the past two years, it right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, matter. Jordan, at this moment, like, I don't see it in the story. It's not that important. As long as that when it happens, it means something and is important for the story when it happens. Right now at the moment, it's not important to bring Deku's dad unless it's going to be coming in our next chapter or, or within this arc. Who the hell knows? But at this moment, I don't see it as a needed providence within the story. They can... They can literally throw a curveball and saying, "No, Deku's dad was like Nick Fury of this world." Like the what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's not important. Like, why does he? Why does he have to exist? Right? Like, Deku has had so many different like father figures in in this series. Why? Why do we need to know who he is? It, it really doesn't matter. Yep, it doesn't really. Uh, Jordan, like, how? Answer to answer your question of how does Deku justify saving Shigi to his victims? The thing is, Shigi was also like a victim himself. He had no one to exactly. help him when he was a kid. He, nobody lent a hand to him. He developed this rage. He was abused as a child. He was just someone that needed help, but nobody was there to help him. And Deku saw, like when he was in that kind of trance of all for one and one for all uh, zone place, he saw the crying Shigaraki as a kid. He was just a kid that needed someone to help. And now he's, because he had no help, he grew into this, I hate everything. I want to destroy everything. I don't care about anything anymore. That's a bad mental place to be in. And instead of killing that person that has that kind of mental age, why don't you treat him like a regular person? Lend a hand to him, even though no one was able to. Even though he's going to say, like, it's already too late. I can't, like we've already come this far it's not really too late unless you really want to see the light of day in the other side of the tunnel like the the cycle of death has to stop right so i feel like deku can justify it by saying look we caught him and he's going to get the help that he deserves and he will be behind bars where he can't hurt anyone for the rest of his days that's justice killing him only breeds more violence the people that believed in shigaraki and all for one's cause will only take up the mantle once Shigaraki is gone, right? Like, I feel like violence just makes more violence. I feel like the, the type of hero that Deku is aspiring to be, he will be able to find the right words to tell them, we, we did the right thing. We found justice. We locked this evil away forever. And I will make sure that he stays there. But just adding more killing onto more killing is not going to solve anything. It's not going to bring your loved ones back. It's not going to change anything. We have to change the future to make sure that a Shigaraki doesn't exist ever again. We don't need Shigaraki and All for One 2.0. Yeah. And you don't want to see a 2.0 like a teenager. You don't want to see that. 
because like Deku is the he's Deku is the new All Might. That's the, the symbol of we can be better. We need to be better, not a symbol of hope or a symbol of peace. It's a symbol to be better. And that's the most important part is to be better and as a human. And like we spoke about is that stories are written for humans and to have and relate. What do you need? Like, no matter how bad you turn, what do you want to be saved somewhere or another? Because you didn't choose this life. This life chose you and you want to be saved somewhere or another, no matter how it is. And that's what Deku sees is like, Shiraki didn't choose this. He got bred to become this. So he didn't have his own choice to actually become who he wanted to be. Shiraki wanted to be a hero just like his grandmother and everything, but he never got the chance. So that's what Deku wants to do the best he can to save him. And Deku even told the president, like, if, if I have to, he will do what he has to kill. But he wants to do the best he can to actually save Shiraki. So I find that the beauty aspect about Deku, like, he sees the best way he can. And if he don't, then shit sucks. Damn. Um, yeah. I, 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 I like how Vin, sorry, oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to, I like what Vin, uh, how Vin, quote it turning shiggy into a stain like martyr would be a horrible move yeah i definitely yeah. agree that's why yeah. the whole point is to sh save shigaraki but to kill all one for all all for one because he's like the whole core of this chaos and madness and that sort of stuff uh yeah i, I was just i was just gonna say real quick like speed blitz like i get where you're coming from that violence is what maintains peace but do you really think that that's that's the optimal choice like the choice would just be peace like the the choice would be being able to talk out these issues with someone else not to switch gears but like in falcon and the winter soldier like something that's so important to sam wilson being the perfect captain america is that the fact that he will at least try to talk these people down like violence should not be the answer to absolutely everything in wartime Yes, you don't have any choices, mm -hmm. but I don't feel like that's the optimal choice. Violence to create peace should not be the first thing that you think of in my eyes. Exactly, because the same thing with like vengeance. Vengeance will only ensue more vengeance. And what kind of endless cycle would this be? Like just, it's, you have to be done with letting vengeance consume you. We must be better. We have to change. Yeah, that's true. Uh, be yeah. the change oh, man. for better. Yeah, this chapter was great, man. I love I, this chapter. Uh, so, guys, for those that are curious to know what's happening right now, we're going to go into Black Clover uh, discussion. And it's going to be a lot of fun where we're going to talk about fully Black Clover. And um, let's get into it. James, what did you think about it? Yeah, I, I thought this chapter was pretty good. Not a lot happened. If we're being perfectly honest, we get the aftermath. And we actually get to see that Asta definitely killed um, the, the twins. Um, so that, that's my interpretation anyway. Uh, we see that happening, and then we also see that um, Asta sees, like, a lot of Yami inside of Noct as well. And we also finally get to see Magna get to do some cool shit. Like, I was hoping we would finally get back to Dante and figure out what's going on with him. Poor Jack is getting the work. But I love that Magna showed up, and he finally has a really, really cool new technique, like, um, on the last review that we did, we, we speculated on the different things that Magna might be able to bring to this fight because Magna is a commoner. He doesn't have that much magical power, but I love the way Magna finds all of these different ways to set himself apart from everyone else. And I love this new spell 
that he came up with and I can't wait to talk about it with you. I have to agree 100% because one, I'm um, alpha bad for Knox saying like, bitch, you have 30 minutes to go back to even dark mode or even union mode. Like, damn, we need you ass. And you have 30 minutes like, yo, Knox <laughs> in his face expression. He was so mad. Like, he, like my boy want to smack him. Like 30 minutes of the long minutes. In anime, if you have not seen Dragon Ball Super, that was almost 24 episodes just for an hour. Just imagine what 30 minutes is in a Black Clover. So, like, damn, that, yo, like, Naku was so pissed about that. And I'm happy Magna was there. And Magna said, like, no, I'm going to fight you by myself. Zoro here is just my backup. But he's just turning there as my cheerleader. So, I love that scene. That was beautiful. So, I really love how um, um Magna came here for the W. Like, hey, I'm going to be a peasant. And, like, I love how he was being cocky about it. But he brought his, um, his, his backup for it, and now I see our boy John take question about the spirit of vengeance. Like he did, as used a chain where like it connected to the underworld, connected to hell. Like, and I'm curious to know about the spell. So, let's get into it about the chapter itself. How we started out, we got full confirmation that the twin devils are fully dead. Those idiots, um, um, you know, underwhelming enough to some people, but those twins are finally gone. They're um they're rapidated and how I said like hey you know you remind me a lot of uh Yami you know, with the way you talk like hey I'm very proud of you and everything and then finding out that he got those he got those thirty minutes time limit how did you feel about that about the thirty minute time limit yeah it 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 is what it is right like we know that he didn't actually have enough time to train. To perfect it. And like Ray already alluded to in the last the last review that we did, Asa's only real weakness from this point on will be time. So we speculated like what that time, what that time could possibly be for him at this point. Uh, I think you mentioned like if it was going to be like maybe an hour, maybe a, maybe a little bit less than that. And now we have confirmation that as, as of this moment right now, it has to be 30 minutes. So here's the thing. Will it actually be 30 minutes? Will Asta actually have to wait that long? Or will he just push beyond his limits? Because we're on a time limit. We don't have 30 minutes. I know Nox says that the anti that his anti-magic is still the key, even without being able yeah, to so use useful. mode. But I don't think that's enough. So my guess is our girl Sicker, uh, aka Nero. My guess is that she could mm-hmm. use some type of... Uh, uh, unlocking magic because you know her magic is to unlock stuff and lock stuff and also like ruin magic so what happens if she goes to asta and speed up like his body could think it's still outside 30 minutes but his body speed could up think his healing dead. so it's speed up his healing so instead of 30 minutes like five minutes or maybe 10 minutes or you know cut it half to 15 so like i feel like she could play a role into that where she knows how to because remember back when um asta yeah fought, she did it before she did it before she bought um she fought Zaker, and then I said, like, damn, I need a couple minutes. Hold on, guys. And then, and then our girl literally came behind me, like, here, I will do the seven magic on you. Here, go fight again. And, she, and then he was like, oh, I'm good now. All right, cool. I'm going to go fight. So I think she's the clue for this. Yeah, Mercenary literally just brought that up. Yeah. Like, it, it, it definitely makes sense for Nero to show up and, and do that thing again, where she he, um, locks away all of his pain and heals him. So that he can then use devil union mode against whoever, because I I I I don't even know what Asa is going to do at this point. Like I hope Magna gets to get a W. Like I don't expect him to to defeat Dante, 
but I want him to get a big W, man. I love Magna so much. Um, I know that you and um, Ray wanted more Magna to get a W. I know I was in the boat of Zoro more. So I'm happy for Magna. Oh, like both of them. Yeah, yeah, both of them. But uh, like I was hoping for like a tag team or Zoro to do something as well. But technically Zoro is right now technically just being the cheerleader. Like, all right, cool. Magna, I'm just here and support you. So that's pretty cool. But I like how we get the flashback as where Zoro and Magna was technically watching Yami get captured. And they literally had to sit there and watch their captain get captured and they couldn't do shit. And Zoro's like, right now, we cannot go out because you would just go, you would just die or get in the way. So I love how, like, not love it, but I love how we get the idea of what they were doing. Like, they was training, but in the middle of training, they saw their captain get captured. Like, that's tough. Knowing that as a peasant, Magna even said, I know I'm weak. I just can't go back to everybody else and pretend that doesn't bother me. Like, that's something that's human nature that will bother anybody knowing that you're in a big group of content creators. You're in a big group of friends. Knowing that you're in a football team. You're in an athlete. Knowing that everyone around you is doing great, but you're still falling behind from them. Like, that 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 eats anybody up inside. And that's what Magna was eating up. Like, how can he go back to these people, his friends, his whole brigade, but feel like he cannot bring or measure up to them? Yeah, I, I really love this spell. I, again, I love that Magna has found his own way to fight, and he's figured out this very interesting spell that links him to the other person. It pools all of their magic and then splits it half and half. So what makes the actual difference will be their how tactical they can be and their physical strength. I love that. I love that he's come up with this spell so that he can fight on even terms with anyone and i feel like dante will have to find some way to to defeat magna because i feel like magna definitely has the advantage in a one-on-one -on -one fist fight for sure yeah because this reminds me of a mixture of of the guy wildcat you know with the dc comics you know how he just has no powers but he just fights with brute force but with the magic of ghost rider of the spirit of vengeance like it literally is Secret Flame Managing Soul Chain Deathmatch. And that's literally a similar move to what Ghost Rider has. It's so, um, he fights with his chain, and sometimes in his fights, he has fought the Hulk where he of where he connects both their souls until a deathmatch and everything. Knowing that Ghost Rider can die because he's already dead. So I love that, like, knowing that Magna and the double spread in page 16 and 17, the last panel, beautiful double spread because that little punch right there in his face. And Magna literally that swing nerd thing, love it. So hope to see more of that. And this chapter got me hyped for it. Like, okay, I see what you're doing and I love it. Yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted to see Magna get a chance to show out. And now he's getting to do it against the leader of the Dark Triad. So I'm absolutely loving this. Um, Abe and I were talking about this on Twitter, but I'm really hoping that Zora finds a way because you remember that fight against Langris, I when he attached um, his trap magic to his body, I'm yeah. hoping he's able to use that to repel physical attacks, right? So when he's in close quarters combat, if someone fights him and lands a punch, I hope that he's able to use that trap magic to double the effect of that physical attack and then bounce it back towards a villain. I think that would be dope. And it also takes him a really, really long time to make powerful trap spells to repel attacks. 
I hope that we see like a lower time frame in that. I hope it's like he can do it in like maybe three to five minutes instead of it taking like 15 and however long it used to take. Like those are the kind of improvements that I'm looking for in Zora. But now seeing Magna's new technique and this new spell, I'm hoping we see something even crazier from Zora. And also I'm curious to know that like for Magna to do this move or learn this move, did he try this against Zoro for them to, you know, use combat and see how it works? So, because, like, Magna is not that dumb to just try out this spell for the first time. I think he would need to try to on somebody or practice with somebody. So, I'm just to note that with him training with Zoro, like, did he train with him or did he train with other with other magic knights in the kingdom? Or did he just, you know, like, you know try to perfect this move? Because, like, there's no way that you think this move will work against a whole demon like Dante and I'm curious to know, since Dante said himself, like, I'm no longer at 100%. So, how much percent is he? Because he looks like he's probably at 40 to 60%. That's my assumption. Well, it's, it's, a, well, it's half. It's half, right? Because exactly what Magna says, it pools all of their magic, oh, and then it splits okay. it in half evenly across the two. So, oh, each, okay, of them, each of them are on equal footing in terms of magic power. Okay, so what you're saying. So, overall... I mean, it's, it's very, very interesting, man. It's very interesting, and to also Dante, like he could read the power level, and he even said like, "Uh, nobody like you should even be here." Like he said, like you're not, you're not demons, and you're not also, you're not also arcane or with the unique magic power. So, uh, like he could observe what type of power they have, and he was like, "I'd rather fight Jack because he was at least entertaining me." So I also like he was acknowledging Jack as entertainment, or at least a person that he could fight against as a foe. So at least. Hey Jack, you know, I was talking shit about you on the last video, but I'm happy this time I can't talk shit about you because at least Dante acknowledged you. So okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, if if Dante didn't have body magic, I feel like Jack would be able to pull up much a, a much bigger fight, right? Because Dante is able to completely regenerate his body from any damage. Like and and um Jack's blades can cut through gravity. So I feel like he would have been able to put up a much bigger fight. If Dante didn't have body magic. Oh yeah, and also like even uh even Dante said like your magic seems capable of changing its properties to match your opponent's magic, but my body magic has to outperform even that. So like Jack was learning the experience and learning throughout the battle how to fight against Dante. But with Dante having two magic of uh, two magic attributes, technically Dante had the overpower here within against Jack. So like that was just very disappointed like damn jack like i gotta give probably like, jack was giving him you know the work the best he could and he didn't really the best you know he could. yeah the best he could like he didn't give up trying so i'm very proud of that so but i know that jack is probably mad that two peasants came to save him so i know he's like damn these little fucking bitches came here to help me like damn i'm here like this low so i'm like damn yeah man but this this chapter this chapter was cool like, I'm ready to see what's going to happen next. Like, I know these, this is one of the reasons why it's hard to review Black Clover week to week sometimes because, like, a chapter like this, nothing really happens. Like, we really get, we get Magna's new spell. We find out about Asta's 30-minute um, time limit from where he's at right now. We're like, there's not really much else to that really happens in this chapter. So, like, but I definitely loved everything that happened. I love the, I thought the, the, um, the art was really, really good. Um, yeah, I love this chapter, man.
Um, but the great thing about this is that we could talk about it and it will be a short review, like less than um, 10 minutes in our day. But we could have another 10 minutes to have the, what the chat questions bring up for us. So before we could go, because yeah. even our um, even lady says, once again, Dante's ego was his own worst enemy. That's 100% true because Dante was shooting. He's like, yeah, you know what? How about you hit me first? How about you hit me first? Because I'll give you the first shot. Now he definitely regrets that because after that first fireball and then getting the death chain, like fuck, what the fuck just happened? Damn, I fucked myself up here because now, now, now I'm 100. percent So I know he definitely regrets this because now he got just punched and he actually felt that. So he like, I didn't even feel his first attack, but now what the hell? Like he literally got hit that right on the cheek. Yeah. So definitely for sure that would be that was a definitely a tough one. And so I don't know if you saw the chat, but the chat is saying like. So for my here, we we were talking about death is not good and everything, but now we're talking about the devils and everything, or the demons should be dead or like die. Like, how do you feel about that? Because we're saying here, like like Ray even said, evil evil demons death good. How do you feel about that, James? I mean, I I feel like it's like I said before with the my hero thing. Like wartime is 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 way different, right? Like these demons are not like Lieb, right? Like these demons are only out to kill, to hurt, to take over the living world. They they have to be destroyed or sent back. Like you can feel how you want to feel about it, but it just it just is what it is. Like it's it's a means to an end. Like there is there is no time to sit with these demons. Hey, what are your motivations when they're coming in hordes and in waves? of destruction against the world that you pretty much signed up to protect right so it's like these these devils are all coming out to only do harm and they have to be stopped this is war war is ugly and this is just what happens and jordan um i appreciate for you to still to still stick around here and talk of us about what's going on with with the series and chapter because you're a bit Probably disconnect, like you just said, you're a way much ahead reviewing chapter 291, and we don't know what chapter you're on. But definitely, what James just said that these demons are literally popping up and just want to kill and cause chaos and literally cause havoc. So, um, how can they have a moment to ask these questions to the demons when two of these twin devils that just died literally just want to cause damage and literally have fun and toy with people just because they were bored? So like, what can you do against these people yeah, when you've been uh, asked? Like, hey, can you just not kill people? Can you just, if you want to come to our world, can we just have a little kingdom for you? Just chill out there. We can have a little small nation for you. Just call like the, the whole demon nation. But now nah, they just literally come here to kill people. So like, that's obviously a problem. Yeah. And Ray, Ray, that's, that's why I said it that way, right? Like there's, this is war. There is no time for me, for, for any of them to go to these devils. Hey, what's your motivations? Like, what, what is, what is your mind? Like, are you only doing this because Lucifero wants you to there? There's no time for that in war. There is no time to talk to a soldier on the other side and say, Hey, I know you might be only doing this to protect your country. And you feel like you have to kill, but let's talk real quick. Unfortunately, that is the ugly side of war. And with devils, it's only worse. That's, that's my mindset on it anyway. And also to add to what we're saying is that um, Yami would definitely be happy once he found Albert Magna get that little swing. He gave that little uppercut, so that'd be hella excited. Um, and we spoke about it before on our most recent reviews as well. Um, we said it that if one of them has to die, Yami or Vengeance, 
it would probably be vengeance because he served his purpose to protect his brigade um, of the Golden Dawn and everything. And he technically was repenting his actions for what he did to the Clover Kingdom previously. So I feel like if, if one of them had to die, not that we would want them, but if one of them would have to die um, to save the other or save the kingdom for the spade or the clover, it will be vengeance. Yami still has things to show Asta and the other brigade as well right now. And also, Nox still has things to repent and to kind of forgive Yami or, um, you know, build that relationship with as Vice Captain Captain Ashley. So that would be also pretty useful. Would I want Yami to die? Um, no. Um, I wouldn't want neither. But if, if we had to give that little toy toss, yeah. Yeah, if if I had to choose someone, it would have to be Vengeance for me. Vengeance, I think, would give up his life um, to protect Yami and to protect the Clover Kingdom and everyone else. Be because, I mean, he he almost caused the death of everyone in the Clover Kingdom and in other kingdoms as well. So I could definitely see him sacrificing his life for that. And to Jordan's comment, like with Shigaraki being very evil and he just wants to destroy everyone... Shigaraki is just a misguided teen with ultimate power. And not only is he misguided, he was manipulated by a master manipulator. You have to remember that Shigaraki is still just a kid. Like he's impressionable and he was taken down the wrong path. That doesn't mean, again, that the first thing should just be to kill him, right? If, if you can at least try to talk to him, I just want Deku to try. If he can try to talk to him, try to subdue him so that he can get the help that he actually deserves, that's what I would prefer. But if that's not possible, then he just has to do what he has to do because Shigaraki will cause deaths of hundreds to thousands to millions of people if left unchecked. It just is what it is, which is why uh, Gran Torino had that moment where he told um, Deku that Killing is also a way to save, right? But that shouldn't be the first thing that you go to. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, and to what Lady said, hell yeah. The next thing that Asta and Nak should go to is Morris. Morris is somebody that they should take down because he's the one that's fucking opening the gates. <laughs> so they definitely should stop him 100%. Yeah. He's opening the gates at this moment. He's like, rise, rise, and open more gates. They need to take Morris out because also... He has a whole demon that we didn't know about and we were all shocked when it happened like oh shit morris got a demon inside him he could be the time devil that we um that we heard about the three major ones so if he is the time devil that's definitely a huge problem and they definitely should stop morris as the first one like asa could literally throw his anti-magic sword to throw it to the gate and literally maybe close the whole thing who knows so we just need to like asa needs to go yeah. and knock and everything and knock noses so hopefully that's the next step yeah, Nock knows that Morris is the problem. Like, whatever he's using to create these vines, the vines are absorbing mana from the surrounding area and using that mana to speed up the process of opening up these gates. Now, jumping back to the twins real quick, what I'm wondering, and this is just me spitballing, What's up? but do you think it's possible that the, the vines or whatever was able to absorb the mana from the twins before they completely dissipated in order to add that to to the power to open up the gates probably reaching on that one but when hmm. i saw the panel and i saw the vines so close to to where the the twins were killed 
I, I, I kind of thought of, I was like, hmm, I wonder if, if it's able to absorb residual mana right before they die too to speed up the process. I don't know. That's that's an interesting theory because from um I assume the panel you're talking about is page three from where Nock is staring um at the vines, right? Page three, yes. Okay, yeah. So if that was if it, that was is it the... page three, no, it's not page three. Page one. Oh, okay. So page one in the panel. So yeah. So it could be as well with the yeah, the, um, the vines, vines are reaching up and you can see like this like orb of energy surrounding them. So it's like I'm wondering if that's the vines like that was like uh showing us this. I don't know. I I think it's the vines absorbing their energy before they died. Then that could be the case. Know. Like you know, as you know, uh, right from the ashes, as like the phoenix. So that could be the case in that type of scenario where they could have all uh, you know died and everything, then went back to the vines and you know helped speed up the process for the gate. So that so that could be a possibility for that. And if it and it and, yeah, and, know, and if it did happen, that sucks as hell because that means you're speeding up the process for more gates to open. Yeah, and just to just to expound on that even more, um, on the last review, Ray was talking about them might not even be um like being dead. What if they wouldn't have died from Asa slicing them in half, but it's Morris using the vines absorbing their energy that stopped them from doing any type of regeneration to pull themselves back together. That's also a wild theory. Yeah, because remember how we also know Alba Zagard, um, when when he got cut up so small into a heart that he goes to rebuild from that's the heart. That's what I was so, talking about. So we don't know how much can like how bad do you have to cut the demons to actually fully kill them to know. So that would be pretty interesting because for Zagard to die in the elf arc, we know that he literally got slashed by Yamis Dimension Slash. Asa slash and by the first Wizard King slash as well. So like he literally got slashed by three different things to make sure he get killed this time. So for the twin for the twin devils, like do we do we know confirmation that they did? All we know is just that they were evaporated. But do we fully know that the, the well? I mean, pieces... I, th I think I think they're one thousand trillion percent dead. But what I was saying is I don't oh, yeah. think that Asta splitting them in half is what killed them because you can see some type of energy surrounding them when they get cut in half and then they're dissipating and i think that dissipation is from the vines absorbing all of their mana that is very true so um and do um been asking do all devils have a generation we don't know we have no type of synopsis to know, know that like for example i would i would it. hope that a supreme devil would have like a basic form of regeneration, right? Like Demon Slayer, all like all like high level demons have some form of regeneration. So that's how I see it in my mind. Um, yeah, that's just that's how I see it anyway. And also, um, Raven said it that aren't all devils in some way in in some shape or form are all made of mana itself. Um, that also could be true, because like we also know that yeah. Lebe. When he um he got absorbed into a um into a green war, and then within that green war he you know absorbed the magic of the swords to have anti magic. So we so within to know that these devils these demons are made of you know mana magic itself. So that could be the case. We just have no confirmation or to know what's gonna happen with these next 
other gates opening and what others because I hope to see other cool designs from, from Tabata coming out of this gates. That's what I want to see. 1000%. Like, I, I want to see more higher level demons closer to Lucifero. And again, like, we, we, we got this confirmation that there are three devils like Lucifero. So we have to see them at some point. I don't know if we're going to see them in this arc. Like, I don't know if we're only going to get Lucifero and then future arcs will be them like out into the real world because they found a way to escape while everyone was fighting Lucifero. It could go a couple of different ways, man. Like Tabata, Tabata is really setting up a lot of different things with Black Clover right now. I 100% agree. And I can't see what's going on, um, what's going on with the next chapter within um, which is in two weeks for so for those that don't know the next chapters will be on may 9th in two weeks so i definitely can't to see what um tabata does with black clover and what does with my hero can't to see if dante's demon will be like damn you stupid ass son i mean like, you know stupid ass idiot let me take over the body and what happens if he breaks the chain or breaks the 100 percent and just actually takes full control of dante's body as well that's also another possibility too i hope not but is it anything is possible? Yeah, that's definitely possible. Um, so any thoughts um left or any um more dares for Black Clover? Um, because it seems like chat it, it, it seems like for chat we answer most of the questions for chat as well. Yeah, I mean, I just want to see more of this fight with Magna. Like, I really want like this whole next chapter to just be Magna using this new spell in combination with everything else that I hope he's learned in this time, combining those fire, those fireballs with the, the fire brass knuckles that he's using against Dante. I just want to see more of those, more of those combo techniques. And I want to see him give Dante the work, man. Like I think this spell is really, really interesting because Dante is incredibly powerful. So ha having Magna with all of his abilities and some of Dante's magical power to strengthen his own flame magic. Brilliant, dude. I can't wait. And uh, Jordan, when you guys review Master, uh, Master, Master 8, a.k.a. Kajunobre, so the reason we had this on thumbnail is for you guys to know that Kajunobre will be a series that we'll be reviewing week to week once it's out on the Sunday Shonen Ronin here, but we will not be reviewing it this Sunday right now because James is not cut up to a couple of chapters. But we want you guys to know that up ahead within the next three weeks, the next chapter will be, I think, May 13th, May 14th. So that following Sunday, we will be reviewing it with Ray and us as a whole as a team with Kaiju number eight being probably my hero, Kaiju, and then Black Clover last and same um, won't be catch up still. And then once he's cut up, we'll probably do it in Abafin order, Black Clover, my hero, then Kaiju. We, we will see how it comes in the future and how the team will talk about it. But Kaiju number eight, chapter 32 was freaking awesome is what I will add. Definitely for sure. Kaiju was freaking awesome. Can't wait to see what chapter 33 holds. So that's all I'm going to say in a non-vashing way. Oh, man. We we were on another podcast, um, Papaholics. Definitely check that out if you guys like movie reviews and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, they came up with uh, the Vash tag. <laughs> so whenever you want to spoil something, you'll just put Vash tag on it. Oh, man. That's awesome. I can't wait to steal that. Yes, Jordan, anytime for the info, and I'm glad you asked because this is what we're here for. We want you guys to enjoy Shonen Ronin, and you guys, if you want to, uh, our max uh, manga series we are going to do is five. So we definitely have Black Girl, My Hero, Kaiju, and Judge K. There is a fifth one you guys could recommend and for us to do, and when some of the series are on break, we could replace it and talk about it in the future. Like, for example, 
this following Sunday, there is no Shonen Jump uh, chapters. We we, we we could do a one-shot and talk about certain series and just bring that up. Could be a Kaiju, could be any other series, but we'll talk about it as a team. And I'm glad that you guys are excited for this for Kaiju number 8 review and other set series. So definitely recommend other series that you would want us to talk about within the weekly Shonen Jump roster at Sakamoto Days under the lock match show. Because we could definitely bring it up and have a whole conversation for it. Any um, last thoughts, James, about this Black Clover, my hero? No, I, I'm I'm good with those two reviews, but I'm definitely excited, and I would love to take advantage next week to talk about Kaiju Number Eight because we can actually have like a really long conversation like on just Kaiju Number Eight since all of Shonen Jump is on break. If we do find like a really cool one shot, or if any of the members of Anime Lately have any cool one shots that you guys would like for us to review. We would love to do that next week for you guys. But if you don't come up with anything, I think it would be a great idea to just cover Kaiju number eight for like two hours. I would love to talk about that. I have no problem about that. So definitely guys, stay tuned for that. And what James mentioned about the YouTube membership, where tier three YouTube membership, where you guys could support us and also give us recommendation. Like Spore said, Weekly Shonen Jump is on break next week. And if you were a member, you guys could recommend a series that you guys want us to talk about. For example, Ranger Reject that we have a lot, that we have a lot of good things about, Shangri-La, other series that are also on Weekly Shonen Magazine as well. But if we did a one-shot for those, that's possible on the Sunday Shonen Ronin when chapters are on break. Or we could talk about Hardboy Cop, Kanji number 8, set series that are much smaller that we don't have time for. But we could definitely do those for the one-shot review. So definitely, guys, this is what the platform is for you guys, Shonen Ronin, where you guys could give us a recommendation. So definitely check out the YouTube membership recommendation for us and what you guys want us to talk about in the future and we appreciate all the feedback that you guys enjoy with my hero time code down below black Clover time code as, as well down below and we appreciate the support and that's about it for our show for showing around today definitely guys don't forget to follow um same the mega man on where you get twitter ig and everywhere else on the show here james give you a plug real quick yeah uh follow me on all of our social media at jb exclusive and follow me at see the number four spoilers. Of course, check out my YouTube channel, Careful for Spoilers, where we have see first villains every single Friday, where we talk about everything in the world of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and just comic books in general. So check us out there. And you might see more to come back review this week because I heard a lot of pros and cons. So I can't wait for us to review it because I heard mixed reviews. Oh, yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. So definitely stay tuned for that because you might see that. Other than that, follow us at myself, Legendary Vash, and at Anime Lately everywhere else and definitely guys let us know guys in the comments section below see you guys on the next one